You're listening to The Thrive Podcast with your host, Kathleen Drennan, corporate executive turned creative entrepreneur. Listen in as Kathleen shares all the things about marketing, money, and managing your mindset. She'll provide you with the tools and templates you can use today to help grow your business and move one step closer to creating your best life. Ladies, you got this. Does anyone feel like this year is the year that people start thinking about promoting and talking about Christmas earlier than ever before? Or is it just that I am more aware of people like to talk about Christmas and preparing for Christmas as early as like October, November, and it's so fun. I was reminiscing the other day, thinking back to when I was a wee little pup, a wee little one, and I had my one of my most favorite jobs in advertising, and my work bestie, Bryce, who made me laugh so much. <laughs> like, we would just sit at our desks and laugh all of the time if we weren't crying from exhaustion and our boss, who is exactly like Miranda Priestly from The Devil Wears Prada. I swear, you know that scene in The Devil Wears Prada where she throws the coats and then the bags and the coats and the bags and the editing is really quick and they just move from one to the next? I literally had a boss who was like that. Anyway, that is not what we're talking about on today's podcast. It wasn't even what I was talking about at the beginning of the story, but that's a thing. Anyway, my work bestie Bryce We used to go down to the Starbucks that was like less than a block away from our office building, go down the elevator, go down the lift, as we say here in Australia in our fancy language, go down the lift, go down the street to the Starbucks, hope that it wasn't raining, because this was back in the day of being in Vancouver, and literally, first of November, every year, you could count on it, Christmas would have just erupted all over the inside of Starbucks. Of course, in Canada, you celebrate Thanksgiving just a little bit earlier than you do in the States. But it's so funny, because Bryce literally came in one day and he's like, yep, okay, well, today's the day that Christmas just threw up all over Starbucks. (laughs) I always think of that when he walked into the office and just said that to us, like, just makes me laugh. Because it's such a good way of explaining how retail shops will fit out for Christmas. It's like, yep, Christmas just came in and threw up all over the place. (laughs) But hey, I'm here for it. I am here for just really taking it all in and going with the flow. And maybe later I will tell you what it's like to experience Christmas in the down under and experience Christmas when it's hot as crap outside. And those poor Santa Clauses who still dress up in the polyester when it's like 35, 40 degrees outside. Oi. (laughs) It still happens. Yeah. Uh, Christmas still happens here, even though it's a very different experience than what we would experience in Canada. But anyway, none of that is why you guys tuned in to a podcast episode about why and how to set goals in your flower business. Let's go, Kathleen. Let's just focus on the task. But here's the thing. It's also, in addition to hearing about Christmas and Black Friday and all of the shenanigans, the silly season, all of the things that we start to hear about this time of year, 
we also start hearing about people wanting to set new goals for 2022. It's usually this time of year that you might start thinking about what you want to get done next year. But one of the best things that I will remind you of is you don't need a new month, a new quarter, a new day, and you definitely don't need a new year to set goals. And learning how to set goals is a skill. And there is a framework that you can follow to increase your chances of success. So you can decide that today is the perfect day that you're going to set the next goal for your business. You don't need to wait until January. You don't need to wait until next tax season. You don't need to wait until Mars is either in retrograde, out of retrograde, or whatever it does in relation to retrograde. You could decide because it's a rainy Wednesday afternoon that today is the perfect day to set your next goal. Because it is. Don't need to talk yourself out and be like, okay, well maybe on Monday I'll start doing this. No, my friend. If you do not have a goal in your flower business, then today is the perfect day to take action. And today, I wanted to talk you through two things. The first one being, why even set a goal in the first place? And then the second thing is, I'm going to teach you how to do it. Because it's very easy to overcomplicate it, feel completely overwhelmed, not know where to start, and just be like, uh, what? Nah, I'm just not going to bother. (laughs) So let's get into it, shall we? Lesson one, why do we set goals in our flower business? The reason we set goals might actually surprise you. And I know for many of you, you're going to be like, Kathleen, I'm just not even a goal type person, right? I feel like goals kind of take me out of the present moment. And I just want to stand here and do my thing and love on my clients. And I just want to be grateful for what comes my way. Or if you're anything like me, Right? We set goals with this kind of perfectionist fantasy, believing that one day we're going to achieve this mecca or this Care Bear cloud of goodness and we're all going to be sitting around drinking Mai Tais and it's going to be butterflies, unicorns and rainbows. Those are the times when we all dream of our Google Drive being color-coded and completely organized and we have all of our systems in place and the money is just happening. Like this idea that there is a time in our human progress, in our personal development, in our life, and in our business when we think we're going to be done. Like, I'm going to make another million dollars and then that version of my life is going to be so much better than the half-sorted-out, half-color-coded experience that my life is right now. We're very well conditioned to believe because of the cultures we grow up in, movies and books and fucking social media, this idea that there is this magical place in our business growth or in our business experience where things are going to be better than they are right now, right? So when you're ambitious, we keep striving, we keep pushing ourselves, and then we really like to compare our current to somebody else's few steps ahead 
And we'll use that whole experience against ourselves, tell ourselves we're never going to be able to figure this out, we're never going to be able to make it, she's prettier, she's younger, she has a better baby, she has a better dog, she has more Instagram followers, she's clearly a better designer, she's more famous, I might as well give up. We use goal setting against ourselves and we use comparison as a way to escape hatch the whole situation. And I know I've been talking to so many of you guys inside of the Flower Boss Bootcamp who are convinced, like you are hand on heart, I will swear on the Bible that Kathleen's business must be so perfectly organized. Everything must have its place. It must be all alphabetized, color coded and work seamlessly. <laughs> guys, <laughs> have you met me? Like, honestly, that's like, isn't that just such a lovely dream for all of us to have? But here is something that I will tell every single one of you. We have made a million dollars while also being messy. At no point in time has my business ever been color-coded, fully organized, or clean and tidy. The way that like, I think we all dream of it when we're kids, or this vision that we have where I think if we showed like the inside of a perfectly organized filing cabinet, it would look like one of those like... Pinterest studios or those floral design studios where you know that we're only actually showing like one corner of the space and we're not showing you the closet, we're not showing you the buckets, we're not showing you the stems on the floor, right? We have this fantasy that Kathleen's business must just be like so well organized. And here's the thing, I am all for teaching you how to create systems and processes and streamline things to the point of efficiency so that you don't feel like you're banging your head against the wall and you're not having to do things starting with a blank slate every single time out. But at the same time, I also go, each one of us gets to find our own balance in reveling in the tension of the process. Because if you're doing a system and a repeatable system that is freeing up your creativity and freeing up your energy and making it not so hard for you to feel like you can do this work, then you can pour your creativity into something else, into something new, into something that's gonna move your business forward, into something that you can just fuel yourself with. But if you find yourself trying to organize everything, trying to set the perfect goal, trying to color code everything as a way of kind of procrastinating, as a way of buffering, and you know if you're one of those people, then you get to practice calling yourself out on that behavior. Because I am all for telling you to focus on creating systems and processes that work for you when it makes your business and your creativity a hundred thousand times more effective. But you will also know when you've kind of crossed the needle, crossed the threshold and going, oh, I am totally indulging in a perfectionist fantasy. It's really helpful to remember that at this moment right now, being connected to whatever it is that you are working on is the single most important thing for you to be doing. Us sitting around and indulging in our perfectionist fantasies can be a way that we buffer against taking action that we know is going to move our business forward. It's a way that we like to fail ahead of time and a way that we like to talk ourselves out of making progress because doing the scary thing 
feels too overwhelming. It feels too scary. I might fail. I might embarrass myself. I might fall on my face. Something bad might happen. So instead, I'm just going to sit here and reorganize these files in this G drive folder. But instead, understanding it's okay if it's messy. You can make a lot of money and be messy. And learning to set goals from that place of abundance is so powerful. Because this is the definition of yes and, right? So instead of indulging and trying to perfect whatever is happening in front of you right now, you can decide that you want more. Decide that you want to push yourself out of your comfort zone because it sounds fun, because you know you're going to learn something, and because you just want to see what happens. So the point of having a goal in your flower business isn't about being happier. It's not about trying to get yourself to a place where everything is going to be organized and better and nothing is ever going to go wrong. Instead, we set goals because the entire purpose of your being on this beautiful planet is to evolve into the best version of ourselves possible. Quite literally. You are a human being and the whole point of your existence is to evolve. Think of how much we learn, how much we change, and how much we grow since the time we were in high school, since you were in grade seven, since you were like two years old and since you came out of your mother's womb, right? We should constantly be asking ourselves to bloom in bigger ways and set goals that are going to push us towards creating a very intentional life and a very intentional business. And the whole point of the human experience is to evolve into the best version of yourself possible. And that requires you to step outside of your comfort zone a lot, right? And this is why so many floral designers just call it quits when it comes to making a business happen. Because once you realize, huh, me starting a flower business has nothing to do with design. <laughs> my success as a floral designer and my success as a business owner are two completely different things. But nobody tells you that. And nobody tells you that when you make the decision to start a business, it's actually a commitment to your own personal growth. It is actually one of the most like spiritual, soul-fulfilling activities that I think any human being could sign up for and it is not for the faint of heart. That's why if you're inside of my Flower Boss Bootcamp, we talk so much about mindset because you know this, right? The minute you sign up and you're like, oh, I've got questions about marketing and Kathleen said inquiry process and your online catalog and your website and SEO and Google My Business listing and sorting out pricing and getting my website done and all of these sales tips. Yep, great. Got it covered. But the minute that you then learn about how I show you how to show up on Instagram, you're like, um, no, I can't do that. <laughs> I'm like, right, okay, the whole point then is to get to being able to reframe your perspective, evolve into 
a better version of yourself and know, and this is what I love about the community that we have created, is you have a safety net of the most beautiful humans on the planet who will all put their hand up and say, I have got you. Oh, I have been there. Oh yes, this moment, this fear that you have, this uncertainty, this overwhelm experience that you have, I am there for it and I will catch you. This community of floral designers is blowing my mind and they are requiring me to step up in an even bigger and bolder way. And it's so fun to be part of this experience and to know we get to navigate being trailblazers in our industry together. And learning how to set goals is one of the most powerful ways that we can live an intentional life, even if that goal is to make more money, get more orders, and book more clients. I know you're going to tell me, Kathleen, how do those two things align? Well, here's the thing, my friend. The minute that you set a financial goal in your business, you are going to have to grow as a human being. You are going to have to, and you get to, evolve your own thinking. You get to shift your identity, and you get to show up in a bigger, bolder, more confident way. So when you think about a goal or a dream or something that you want to achieve, it may seem beyond your current abilities. The process of dreaming and thinking about your goals in this present moment is what brings to light all the things preventing you from believing in a deeper, bigger way. So the minute that we set a goal in our business, whether it's $100,000, $500,000, a million dollars, $10 million, it requires us to shift our own thinking. And in so many cases, it requires us to shift our own stories about ourselves because we've never created that result before. So we're sitting here going, but that's not me, right? There's no way I would have sat down at the beginning of my floral design business career and said, I want to make a million dollars, right? And like $4 million later, now I'm like, oh, I want to make like $1.5 million in a year. <laughs> I want to see who I get to become on this journey because I am here for the personal development and I am here for the growth and I am here to be an example to you of the fact that we get to continually push ourselves outside of our comfort zone. We get to continually level up and we get to continually reinvent our own identity just for fun. And probably most compelling for me is just to be able to show the next generation of women that we don't ever have to settle. We don't ever have to feel like we need to just accept whatever is set out for us, fit into whatever stereotype needs to happen, or just be grateful for whatever it is that we have. It's okay to want more. And it's okay to teach your children, to teach your sisters, and to teach your best friends, and to teach your staff that wanting more is an incredible part of the human experience. The reason that we set goals in our flower business is because at the end of the day, it helps you focus your brain, right? And how many of us are like, Kathleen, I've got shiny object syndrome. Kathleen, my biggest challenge is I've got too many ideas. Yes, 
Correct. That is the perfect sign that you're an amazing business owner, right? Because so many floral designers believe that the creativity stops at the workbench. And I was like, oh, my friend, that is like just the beginning. Let's talk about the thousands of ways we could rethink how to approach Instagram, the hundreds of ways that you could think about systematizing and streamlining and creatively solutionizing about how you approach your sales conversations with your clients. Like, being a designer is just the beginning of your creative potential. Then when you're a business owner and you're the creative director and you're the CEO, it's like you need to pour your creativity into everything. We were literally talking the other day about how to be more creative, how to bring more of a creative experience into our bookkeeping, my friends. <laughs> the seeming like, like most boring topic on the planet is like there must be a way that we can use this to come at it from a place of feeling motivated and empowered. And guess what? We did. This is what we do inside of our program, my friends, because it is so fun to be surrounded by floral designers who are all on such a similar mission as you. So the reason, the whole purpose behind setting a goal is to help bring focus to your brain. So if you're a person who feels like you have too many ideas and not enough time, if you love the fact that you get very easily distracted, that every day that you wake up and you're like, oh my gosh, Kathleen, I've just come up with the best idea on the planet which we do like every day, don't we? This is, this is how we operate. Like I'm convinced every day. Oh my God, this is the best idea I've ever had. Anyway, if that's you, I'm going to encourage you in particular to set a goal because we also know, right? Every single one of us can remember a time, whether you were at the market, at the wholesaler, or you were at your workbench, and something didn't quite go to plan in terms of the product selection, the color palette that you had, or most common to most of us is we ran out of time. <laughs> I mean, let's be honest, we didn't run out of time, but either there was a miscommunication or we didn't manage ourselves well in the time that we had. Anyway, time became a constraint, but y'all know if you've ever been in those situations, if you've ever been under time pressure, there are instances where that time pressure actually skyrockets your creativity, right? And it's true that more constraints actually allow you to be more creative. The more constraints that you put on yourself, the more focus you have, the tighter you make the guardrails, the more your brain is going to love you and it's going to reward you with coming up with even more ideas. So that is the whole reason why setting goals can actually be incredibly powerful. So if you are like me, where we come up with new ideas every day and you're like, I wish the time would just stop so I could get to the implementation and I could get to the point of being able to just take action on all of these ideas, your task is to set a very concrete, measurable goal in your business. That is going to help you bring more focus to what you decide to spend your time and energy on. Now, how to set a goal is a totally different thing. But when is the last time that you have actually asked yourself, what is it that you want? Like very literally and very specifically, what is it that you want for your life? What do you want for your family? And what do you want for your business. 
So often we get really wrapped up in the day-to-day, right? We're reacting to whatever's going on. And then one day we wake up and we look around and we go, what the fuck is happening? Whose life is this? (laughs) Whose business is this? And I was telling a friend of mine the other day that I was like, oh yeah, that was exactly my experience the year that I said yes to doing 100 weddings. Which is like, fine, if you're a business owner who knows that you can hire freelancers and you can enlist help. But in Kathleen's naivete, because our industry teaches us that being busy equals being successful, and Kathleen totally bought into that dynamic, I was like, well, I must have to say yes to everything that's going on, and I'm going to be a one-woman show who can single-handedly do 100 weddings in a year. Please don't take that as a good idea because it wasn't. (laughs) It was not a good idea at all. But it really was the perfect experience for me to have to physically time out and say, what kind of business am I building here? Right? And we tell ourselves and we are conditioned to believe so many BS stories about why we shouldn't want what we want, right? We tell ourselves it's greedy, it's superficial, it's bad, it's self-indulgent, it's selfish, right? Particularly as women, we are led to believe that we should be the caretaker, right? We should be the service provider. But I often do this, right? I often think about talking to my niece when she was like way younger. Imagine talking to her and like she being 10 years old, and I ask her, you know, Grace, what do you want to create with your life? And if she stood there and she spat out to me the bullshit stories that we tell ourselves about not being able to create an intentional business and intentional life, right? Like I imagine her, like beautiful blonde Canadian girl, 10 years old, saying to me, well, Kathleen, Auntie Kath, I want the big fancy house and two or three big fancy cars. I want lots of stuff. I want to go to all these events and have dinner with all of these people that I'm kind of generally indifferent to. And I want to go work at a job that I don't even really like. And I just want my life to look good on paper. (laughs) Like, oh my God, I can just imagine Grace living in this house that's like great social media veneer. And she's going to be sitting on the floor. I don't even know right? Like soothing herself with drugs, drinking all of the Chardonnay, all because she doesn't feel like she's allowed to live into creating an intentional life and an intentional business. But it sounds so nuts, right? If you take some of those voices and you put them into the version of either your child or a niece or nephew, it sounds nuts when you imagine hearing them telling you and saying out loud. But for some reason, we're okay when we tell ourselves these stories. But most of the time, it's because we're living by default, right? We're living in reactive mode and not living with intention and purpose. And whenever we find ourselves in that reactionary experience and putting out fires and we're really just kind of beyond even thinking about or remembering that we started this business for a reason, that we started a business for a purpose and that when you are the business owner, you can change the rules any time you want to. And this requires us to be bold and to be brave and to allow ourselves to feel really, really uncomfortable. 
I know for sure that year that I did 100 weddings because I thought that's what success looked like, I literally thought, this was 2017, if you looked up floristry success on Wikipedia, it would equal how many weddings can one human do in a year equals success, equals that's what you should strive for. Like that was my thought process. I was completely unaware of it, but that's exactly the path that I was traveling down. And here's the thing. I also am so grateful that the world, because of the law of synchronicity, and this is the way that things happen, oh yeah, right, so then in November of 2017, Kathleen's going to wake up on a really stormy Monday morning, she's going to step into the backyard of a family whose father has just passed away, who was the gardener in the house, and the family has asked Kathleen to create the funeral arrangements and the funeral display and do everything from flowers from the garden. It still gives me chills because it was the perfect experience to counter the superficial hustle and bustle of doing 100 weddings, right? And I had just come off of that weekend of doing five weddings, of which I don't even remember doing much of it, walking into the backyard, massive thunderstorm happening. The mom of the family made us this giant pot of tea, brought out the cutest little tray of biscuits, and I am standing there in the pouring rain, gathering flowers, making everything undercover for this funeral that we were then going to set up for later that morning. It was one of my most favorite flowering experiences, and it's the perfect contrast to the business I had created up until that moment. That was the day that I had a complete, like, rock you to the core meltdown going, something had to change. The world had to throw that experience, and I like to think of it as, like, slapping me upside the head and going, okay, Kathleen, if you're not paying attention to what's going on, we're just going to keep throwing this at you, right? And maybe... Here you need this thunderstorm and you need to be going through this experience and you need to be as exhausted as you are at the end of this wedding season because you're about to hit the wall and you need to see that there is a better way. (laughs) I was like, oh, I get it. Thanks for that. Yeah, because clearly I couldn't be paying enough attention, but I really needed that wake-up call so that I would stop being in reactive mode and really understand the kind of work and the kind of customers I wanted to be working with. And it's so easy for us when we're in our business, right? And particularly when you are just starting out and we think we need to earn our stripes, right? Or we think there's some sort of like ladder that we need to climb up and we tell ourselves, well, I've got to do this. And we believe that that's a fact. We believe because a customer is either paid an initial payment or they've paid in full or they're expecting it to do it or we've always had this contract or this is the way things have always been done or this is the business I've always had or that little voice in the back of our head that says you should be grateful for what you have or your other half or somebody in your family is telling you why would you ever turn down an order why would you ever say no to anything right we all have these stories and these narratives in our heads that then create the experience for us in our business of staying stuck, right? And this tension of really not loving what we're doing, but trying to convince ourselves everything's okay 
and we just keep saying yes to everything that comes our way and we end up finding ourselves in reactive mode, right? I remember literally thinking, Kathleen has to say yes and I have to find a way to make every wedding inquiry work. Like that was my obligation, right? This amazing superpower of people-pleasing, Canadian culture, Kathleen has to say yes to everything, and in our industry, believing that success equals busyness, right? And so when we stay there, when we stay in that space, when we tell ourselves, I think that I should, or this is what I'm supposed to do, use that as your alarm bell. Anytime you hear your brain telling you, I'm supposed to, or I should, Because at the end of the day, one of the most important things to remember is that you don't have to do anything. You don't have to do anything in your business and you don't have to do anything in your life. And I know you might resist that concept just a wee little bit, but yes, there are potentially legal implications or tax implications or child service implications in your life based on some decisions that you make. But it's so important to remember, as a grown-ass human being, you don't have to do anything. And when it comes to your business, stop telling yourself your business needs to look a certain way. You can say yes to weddings. You can say no to weddings. You can say yes to weddings of a certain size. You can say no to weddings anytime you want to. You can say yes to doing Christmas workshops. You can say yes to doing flower crown workshops. You can say yes to doing daily flower deliveries, or you can stop doing any of it at any time you want to, only because it's a rainy Wednesday afternoon and you don't ever have to explain your decision to anyone ever. Because you're an independent grown-up adult. And particularly when you are a business owner, you have nobody to report into. (laughs) You know what's great? I don't have to report into my dad. Of course he wants to know and all he cares about is, you know, are you going to come home one day like starving and I'm going to have to take care of you? (laughs) Or are you self-sufficient and can you put a roof over your head? That's really all he cares about. But he has zero authority in any decision that I make in my business. Now, same thing goes with your husband, same thing goes with your mother, and same thing goes with any one of your customers. Taking that half of a beat to pause and remember you always have a choice. You can buy a shop, you can sell your shop, you can do whatever the shit you want because you want to. This is the beauty of being a business owner because the buck stops with you. But we very often forget that. We walk around adding on to our own suffering when we tell ourselves it should look a certain way or I am supposed to do it this way. So anytime you hear your brain offer up any one of those stories, just come back to it and be like, do I? (laughs) Like, what are the implications here if I say no to this? What if I assume every single time somebody asks you to do something, what if you assumed first that the answer was no instead of always defaulting to yes? What if you decided to break the trend and break the mold and you just decided any dang time you want to, you get to decide what is best for you and your business.
So when it comes to learning how to set goals in your business, all you have to do is some very simple math. The way that I teach you inside of the Flower Boss Bootcamp to set goals is I'll always tell you first to set a financial goal, right? So the way that we set financial goals is that we take our personal income, whatever it is that we want to bring into our own personal bank account, multiply that by five. That's going to become a general guide. I am not a financial advisor. I am not an accountant. I know nothing about taxes in your area. However, this formula is super helpful. So take your personal income, multiply it times five. It's going to give you a pretty good guide in terms of what you're targeting for revenue. So if you live in the UK and you want to bring home $40,000 of personal income, then your business goal is 200K. If you want to make, let's say you live in Texas and you want to make $100,000 personally, then your business goal is $500,000. Now, this is not an exact science, but what it does is open up your brain to think on such a bigger level. I love this exercise because it shows us as human beings and business owners just how small our thinking is. Because in every other industry, people are openly talking about being six-figure earners and seven-figure earners, but in the floral design industry, nobody even wants to admit whether they're making money or not. And I love this exercise in teaching you how to set a financial goal in your business because it brings up all of your self-doubt. <laughs> but then all of a sudden, right? All of a sudden, you get to step into being the persona of the CEO of a $500,000 flower business, right? That is your goal. That is your identity. That is what you get to live into, Right? And it's so empowering to know that is the business that you are building. right? That's the identity that you get to live into. And when you then start thinking about being the creative director and the CEO of a $500,000 business, your thought process is very different. right? You know you need to take 14 steps forward. This isn't about just like, oh yeah, I'm going to hope that I can post to Instagram and maybe one day I'll get famous and all have all the customers, right? We're not thinking on that minute scale. You're thinking, okay, how does a $500,000 business owner show up in this situation, right? I love this work because it really flies in the face of thinking you need to play small, thinking you should be grateful for whatever comes your way and that you should just be appreciative of the humans who have ordered from you, even though you're doing the work you don't even want to be doing, <laughs> like you are not even living up to your human potential. So I'm going to give you permission and it's okay to want more. Setting goals is how you grow as a human being and growing and evolving is the entire point of being human. Setting a financial goal and setting a very specific financial goal is step one to making it work. Because the minute that you sit down and you do this one little bit of math is the minute you're really going to learn to step up and take ownership and embrace your ambition of being a floral designer. So again, all you have to do in terms of setting your goal is take your personal income and multiply it times five. 
Then you're going to start to evaluate every single thing that you're working on from the filter of how would that version of you approach this situation? How would that version of you show up in this conversation with a client? How would that version of you think about taking the next step in your flower business? Because here is what becomes a no-brainer, right? If your goal is to bring home $50,000 personally, right? You want a business where you know you can bring home $50,000 after tax. That's great. That's amazing. Okay, your goal in your business is to generate $250,000. Then I'm going to tell you, okay, so would the $250,000 version of you think about possibly making your future self so grateful, sign up to the Flower Boss Bootcamp, say yes, get the roadmap, get the plan, knowing you only need to pay a few thousand dollars to get access to the exact systems and processes that we use in our business, and it's going to pave the way for you to create a $250,000 business? I mean, I think the answer to that is, fuck yes, let's go. Right? So this is the power of setting goals, and this is how simple it can be to set a goal, because it requires you to shift your identity. So my friend, I'm going to invite you to sign up to the Flower Boss Bootcamp, because in Module 12, we literally talk about exactly how to set goals, and I give you my exact strategies for making it work. And it's not complicated, it's not overwhelming, and it doesn't take you very much time or energy. So if you're feeling stuck, my friend, and you want to get my A to Z blueprint to make your flower business work, come on in to the Flower Boss Bootcamp, jump right into module one and get your butt in gear. You can also join us for any one of the confidence coaching calls, the mindset calls, and knowing you're in a very safe and sacred space and that we're all navigating this crazy world of creative entrepreneurship together. We get to sort out the ins and outs of being human, we get to talk about making money, and we get to build a business that you love. So my friends, sign up to the Flower Boss Bootcamp. I will see you inside the program. If you haven't yet set a goal in your business, today is a perfect day to set a financial goal and then live into that identity, start making decisions from that perspective, and you're going to blow your mind with what you create in the world. Have the most amazing day, my friends. Drive safe. I'll talk to you again next week. Bye for now.